With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Noches, everybody. We are back for the Mid-Week War. Or Garza. Buenas noches a la guerra de la mitad de la semana. Yes. <laughs> and you know what that means, folks. It's time to talk some lucha goddamn underground. All right. We have a stacked crew, and by stacked, I mean we are running five deep, motherfuckers. I, of course, am Mad Mike 483. Y'all know me. I'm here every week. Fuck me. We have special guests with us. Our friend in the mainstream media, Matt Carlins, is here. Yes! Yes! It's back! Finally! We are free! Excellent. I'm happy. And another special guest is Bobby F. J-Town. The F may stand for Fergal. Probably not. But I am here to take arms and break them. <laughs> taking, na- taking names and breaking arms, Bobby yeah. F. J-Town. I, I wish Pentagon Jr. would actually talk like that. I'm, yeah. here, to <laughs> I'm here to arms. take arms and break them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah! A bad, I'm a badass with my face painted like a skull. <laughs> and you heard him. You know him. You love him. He's the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling. Eamon Payton is here. Guys, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. And Eamon, we're going to get into your Lucha Underground experience as we go on. Because oh, boy. fuck you for living in Austin. <laughs> say that right now. Fuck you. <laughs> I will say Lucha Underground is a lot different watching around 80 slightly inebriated people. <laughs> I will say it was better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, the dulcet, tones you, the dulcet tones you heard at the start of this podcast. Antonio Garza, how are you, sir? Estoy muy bien. Eh, listo para hablar sobre la lucha de abajo la tierra. Y Eamon, chica tu madre por vivir del lado correcto de Texas. <laughs> I just saw Garza your lower third. On you right there. <laughs> I just saw Garza's lower third. I'm, I'm totally cool with Garza doing the entire born Spanish, by the way. I'm not going to understand half of it, but it's fine. Can we get some titles on this bitch? <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, there, there's a close, isn't there like a caption thing in YouTube or something like that where you could do that? Maybe? I, I, think, I so. think you have to do that yourself, though. Yeah, it may be terrible. I don't know. I don't trust YouTube, but... Google, get on voice translation shit. Come on. Um, all right. So, what we're going to do this week, because we have such a packed house, we're not going to do our our bueno, our malo, and our cambio. We're just going to talk about the fucking show. Mike, Mike. Let's be honest. It's not because we have a packed show. It's because there's no bad and change in Lucha Underground. Hold on. We don't know that. We need to talk about the show first. But what we are going to do is. What we always do when we start at the show. Matt Carlins, what is your uno palabra for Lucha Underground? Death, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite aspect of Lucha Underground is back and is stronger than ever. Alright, fair enough. Uh, Bobby of J-Town, what is your uno palabra? Uh, Can I make one up, kind of? Yes, absolutely. Badassery. 
Okay. Yeah, no, that's totally a word. That's yeah. totally a word. Okay. All right. Uh, Eamon, your Unapalabra. Ah! <laughs> that's not a word. It's a sound, and it's got a word. I'll accept, I'll accept that as a word. Uh, Garza, what is your Unapalabra? Erection. <laughs> And, and ladies, <laughs> any ladies watching the show, Garza going like this and saying erection is not an in, an indicator. Side it's note: not. I have I have a point about that later in this scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. is campeones. That means champions. That does mean champions. champions. <laughs> I'm just just you know so everyone is on the same point here. All right. Uh, so Did we, you hit that Rosetta Stone between the seasons, Mike? Is that <laughs> I got the Rosetta Stone up here. I took 15 years of Spanish in school, Macarons. You were in school for 15... Okay, never mind. I took, <laughs> ah, I I took four years of Spanish, three of which were uh, original classes. <laughs> that means I okay. failed a year. Okay, then. Adelucha <laughs> Underground. Adelucha Underground. We opened with Vampiro in a Psychiatry Ward. Somewhere in the middle of the desert. Um, basically, Vampiro was fantasizing about killing his doctor, literally by ripping out his throat and smashing his head against the table. And um, apparently Vampiro has pills that he now has to take twice a day in order to not go insane. Um, Look, can I jump in real quick? Yeah, go for it, Matt. I didn't, I didn't even know where to start with that because I, it was I, so fucking good. This was the best. For me, this was the best segment of the, of the whole show. <laughs> and I think back to when we were talking to Krista Joseph and he told us how much he loved the first, you know, the open to season two. And I, like, <laughs> really felt that Vampiro is so freaking awesome. He's amazing. I just don't know where this came from. Yeah, I, I watched him in WCW, and I watched him for like the first half of last season. I never saw this. Now he's amazing. I have no clue mm. where this came from. I was just going to say, this is the best like straight-up acting that I've seen in 30 years of wrestling. Like, the, the segment wasn't a wrestling show. That was like fucking AMC shit. You could take yeah. yeah, you can take that segment and put it in any like film or television like scenario mm -hmm. and it would fit perfectly. It doesn't feel like a wrestler doing a promo. It's amazing. Um, it also the the moment where he has the, the fantasy of attacking his doctor and just taking a chunk out of his neck. Uh, uh, like the building I was in, uh, by the way I watched uh, as we mentioned, I, I got to watch the season premiere at the premiere party for Elway Network at uh, uh, the Mohawk in downtown Austin. And literally, that happened. And a crowd of like 70 or 80 dudes who were like so pumped for Lucha Underground just go, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> uh, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was. I love that opener. It was amazing. Yeah. Matt Stryker as well picking him up. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I didn't think that was a vision. I thought we were just going to straight up open <laughs> with Vampiro escaping from a mental institution, killing his orderlies and the mm -hmm. doctor, mm -hmm. and Pentagon was gonna be out there in like 
a fucking helicarrier from the field. <laughs> I don't know what he was going to pick him up in, but it was going to be something amazing. Uh, Bobby, what did you think of the opening segment? I wondered how they were going to get out of, like, bringing Vampira back in as, like, the commentator. Uh, I wondered, I was like, there's no going back now for him, and then, like, this was, like, a brilliant way to bring him back. Um, the, the one thing... I will say is, um, what could we call that like death by vampire side? Because <laughs> like, um, I, I, I I think we call that vampicide. 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 But yeah. It was hallucinative vampicide, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Jesus. That and that's how we open the show. And like, <laughs> Matt Striker shows up and he just. Why Matt Stryker's car is covered with a tarp in the middle of the desert, I'm not going to <laughs> How did it get there? It's freaking awesome when you take no. the whole thing off of it in the middle no, of the no, desert. No, 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 Hey, as someone who lives in the desert, dust. Fucking that's dust. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, all right, that's fair, that's fair. He was listening to Stan- Sandstorm in the desert, and he had to protect it. Can I just say, oh, I... Oh, God. Uh, I, I love... <laughs> But I just love the concept of this first episode and sort of the revolving story, which is, you know, everyone's fleed the temple since the end of the last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vampire and Striker are saying they've been invited back to return, uh, obviously under new control. The temple's been overtaken, so to speak. Uh, so it's almost like everything's starting from scratch again, in a sense. Yeah. Like it's, but but with under, obviously under new management. Um, but I love that concept because... It does. It's it's the perfect kickstart to the new season. I feel, and it kind of makes you wonder. It, it sets it up in your head where like everybody who shows up, even people from last season, becomes exciting because you know who's going to get invited back mm. next, who's going to yeah. return and, next, and if if they can't make it back, like uh, Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. yeah. Where's Big Rick? I don't know. Oh, he didn't get the invite, I guess. Yeah, but but Matt, that's a good point because you can kind of play off of that like going forward, and obviously we'll get to that in the at the end of the main event because uh, that well, plays a role. One more uh, note about the um, about the opening segment for me. I think I found an Easter egg in the opening segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone else saw this or not, but the bottle of pills that Vampiro got had the name of the doctor on it. Yeah, yeah, I saw, doctor, I saw it too, Matt. The doctor was Richard Johnson. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. I mean, come on. Shout Chris, out to Joseph. I know. We, we I saw know. that. We saw that. Too. We don't miss a damn thing. That was good. <laughs> Friend we of the show, Chris through it like one one frame at a time. <laughs> yeah. I, I did that with the trailer. I'm not doing that with the title. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Yeah. All right. So, something um, that I want to say uh, before we move on. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciate that they sh- they told us that it's been six months that Ampere has been there. So it's not like. This just happened a week ago. It's like, you know, six months have happened, and this is it. And I would like really, really love it if, to introduce other characters. We get this, like, in the meanwhile, while you were not here, this happened. So, like, for instance, the sexy star Marty the Moth thing, like, six months have happened. So we need to get a story on what the fuck happened during those yeah. six months. And I, and I hope we get, we get that about several wrestlers. Garza, I am thankful that you were not the only one concerned for Sexy Star because when they said six months, I'm like, I'm very concerned. I don't know what Mario the Moth has done to her. I assume it's going to be something akin to the killing joke. 
Maybe the killing moth. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, well, she she spent three months in a cocoon, so she's probably a firefly now. <laughs> oh god damn it! All right, let, moving on. <laughs> moving on. He's gonna be his doctor girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> We do not have a we do not have a monarch in the temple, Bobby. Uh, no, we have a monarch. Can, can, can we have lunchbox play the monarch? Because that would be an amazing impression. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard his monarch impression; it's great. All right. Uh, uh, so, so moving on, we we get to the temple, mm-hmm. and Katrina is now the new proprietor of Lucha Underground, and she's mm-hmm. got bangs. She's got new bangs. <laughs> I've been so happy to talk about Katrina's bangs. <laughs> Amen. Style police is here to talk oh, Katrina. Your bangs look great. All right, all right, hold on, hold on. Amen, Amen. As the millennial point of view, yes. What do you think of Katrina's bangs? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Those are business bangs. She's very really run that temple. All right. Um, remind me of that next week when I live tweet Lucha Underground. Hashtag business banks. Business banks. <laughs> okay. Um, so Katrina is... <laughs> Sorry. Katrina is doing a... Um, she's welcoming everyone back because um, Mil Muertes has taken over the temple proper and he has a giant fucking Shao Kahn seat that, uh, <laughs> that he just that lords awesome. over. It's amazing. I want... I need... Like a good in-depth look of what that chair is like. That um, is what I meant by badassery this week. No more yeah, tests. Yeah, that, that is correct, Bobby. Um, <laughs> but we have Phoenix coming into Katrina's office, which Phoenix and Mil Muertes. For those of you who don't know, if this is your first time, <laughs> Phoenix and Mil Muertes, they're not fans of each other. <laughs> they're not fans. Uh, Phoenix is actually the only one to have ever beaten Mil Muertes, so naturally he's a threat. And Katrina is making him defend his Gift of the Gods title this week. In fact, it's right after the segment. And it's against King Cuerno, of all people. Yeah. All right. Who, um, who, who was hunting him uh, at the end of Season 1? Yeah. This is true. Who's Coming been following him in his pickup truck for six months, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Think about this. All right? Just ponder that. Also, does anyone else miss the live band? Do you guys miss the live uh, band? I kind of no, miss the live not band. Yet. Not yet. You know, yeah. We could get to a it, point where I'm really going to... It wouldn't fit in if it wouldn't fit in with Mil Muertes' temple. You know, he cleared I, out he cleared uh, out where the band was so he can have a seat. Unless you have sure. like unless you have like dem- someone playing demonic music or like like someone with a cat like a like now a skeleton. Slipknot. <laughs> I was gonna say you could totally have Slipknot. Well, I was thinking like a skeleton like Casio keyboard playing that, like, that's Slipknot like, like Dia de los Mentos music. Um, can I? I'll, I'll also say this. Obviously, Dario Cueto, one of the top heels in Lucha Underground. Katrina, I think, does a great job of also filling that role as like the management, like sort of top heel. Uh, she's probably the biggest heel on the show, which I'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, so we had the match Phoenix versus Cuerno, and Lucha Underground, the in ring has always been amazing. It was fantastic mm-hmm. this week, as per usual, and um, King Cuerno actually wins. The Gift of the Gods Championship. Which I did not expect yeah, at all. I, didn't expect I don't think any of us expected. So, all that speculation that we had, like, oh my god, we got Phoenix and Muertes lining up. Mm-hmm. Poof. Gotta wait. 
That shit's gone. We gotta wait for it now, motherfucker. Don't tease it for a while. But I uh, think Garza, what you what you think of the first match? Well, the, the match itself was amazing. I think they started with the two best options because uh, both Phoenix and Cuerno didn't really uh, need like a rub like, in the main event or anything like that. So they, they just straight up brought you back to this is Lucha Underground, this is the wrestler we have. Uh, I actually like that they made the title change because now we're going to have to experience like Phoenix chasing the, the champion. Not I mean, not even the champion. The champion to become the champion. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be a cool story for Phoenix. Uh, well, that... Go ahead. I was just going to say that, because uh, that's the thing, when Cuerno won, I was very surprised, and I was like, oh, I didn't really expect Cuerno to win the Gift of the Gods, like, his, you know, to challenge Benitez even. Uh, and then I think the backstage promo with him and Katrina, where Katrina, like, sort of hints that, like, they made a deal, and it was more of an ascent to keep the championship away from Phoenix, and I really enjoyed that. And I agree with you. I think the chase is going to be amazing. Yeah, I was going to bring that up right after the segment. We had... Um... The return of Cowboy Cuerno. Yeah, Cowboy. Anyone who knows about us, we we fucking like more than Katrina's bangs. Cowboy <laughs> Cuerno is the shit. I, I the the audience I was watching with uh, really popped for like the tip of the hat he gave Katrina. <laughs> Ma'am. All right, uh, Matt. What'd you think of the uh, first match on Lutra? I thought it was awesome. I remember many bouncy, flippy things that Phoenix did that were freaking amazing and impossible to describe. I'm wondering, like, how do you describe Cuerno's new finishing move? Is that mm-hmm. is that a packaged tombstone? Like, what what was that? Yeah, awesome. It that, was awesome. That pretty good. <laughs> well, it I was think awesome. they also did. There was also a packaged tombstone on TNA this week, wasn't there? Uh, I, didn't um, see I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. All right, I, I I forgot I forgot what show that was. I we watched so much wrestling this week, mm-hmm. but um, all right. So moving on, like first match out of the shoot, we have a title change. Insane way to start the mm-hmm. season, but then we have the return of Team Dysfunctrios, Evilly, Son of Havoc, and Angelico, Angelico with his badass new Lucha Underground singlet. Captain Captain Lucha Underground. His onesie. Yeah. Lucha onesie. Yeah. Um. So, Katrina, sell that on the website. <laughs> yeah, that that was definitely part of the uh, trailer. So, uh, Katrina approaches them, and she says, "Guess what? Uh, you guys aren't getting a trio styles match. In fact, you're going to be in a triple threat match against each other, and dun, the dun, winner dun. will fight Mil Muertes for the championship tonight." Uh, and, uh, yeah, Garza. I just want to get this out of my way because I it's some it's I guess it's like the second thing that I love most, um, and we're gonna jump into the match. We got to see the segment, but the people at the temple didn't. Mm-hmm. They announced mm-hmm. Son of Havoc and I'm like, yeah. oh cool, Son of Havoc is in a in triple threat and it's for the title. When they announced on Helico and the people realized they're gonna get the trios in a triple threat, everyone mm-hmm. went fucking nuts. <laughs> I was like, fuck shit. Like, that feeling that they didn't know and the realization that they're about to see this match, it, it just gave me a warm feeling inside. Also, and, uh, and, I, and I think, Mike, you pointed this out on Twitter when you were watching it, uh, the continuation of the announcers not knowing, which yes. I think is a really great touch. Matt yeah. Stryker, always the last one to know. <laughs> <laughs> Constant. 
Yeah, my, my one of my favorite things about Lucha Underground, and it takes a while. Like if you're a new if you're a new watcher to it, you don't realize it. But the announcers do not see the backstage segments. They don't have televisions. They don't have monitors to watch this shit or even pretend they're watching the shit. So they don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's, it's like that's Chris the best part of it. It's like Chris told us. Uh, we we tape stuff, but it doesn't mean that everyone knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So. It, it, it allows for some really interesting, like, reactions from people. Uh, speaking speaking of reactions, that's a good point, uh, good tie-in. Uh, I, I, I was, I was going to mention about Katrina uh, and, and her heelishness. <laughs> and her bangs. And her bangs. Um, <laughs> because before the match gets announced, she comes to ringside to tell Melissa Santos to announce mm-hmm. the next match. Um, mm-hmm. this, this episode of Lucha Underground, there was a lot of like kind of lesbian overtones, yeah. <laughs> there, which there is which was we were, I was fine with. Which uh, which I'm fine with. I, I, you know I whatever. It could be L in that. L Ray. How about we'll, we'll that? <laughs> I, I got no problem with it. But going back to the fact that I was watching this with around eighty people in a bar, uh, it just popped me every time that it would, just, it, it would just guys be going yeah 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 and then and then like. Uh, instead, Katrina would like whisper in her ear or something and walk away, and it was just the loudest. <laughs> 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 uh, to be fair, the, the crowd was chanting for Yeah, hey, you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I just love that so much that Katrina became the biggest heel because she wouldn't kiss another woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically, yeah. The, that crowd wanted Katrina's mouth to make contact with something, and she would not <laughs> let that happen. Not that she damn rock. Not that damn rock either. It, it eventually did make contact with something, and we'll get to that in the main event. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, so getting to the match, the triple threat match, and it's funny because when Lucha Underground started in season one, and Helico, Eva, Lee, and uh, Son of Havoc were all fighting each other before they became a trio, so. We know they work well together. In fact, didn't they have this match last season? They did, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. But it got also really sexual. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because that was the that was the one week that we thought Lucha Underground kind of took a step back because Angelico hadn't found his mannerisms yet. He was getting handsy. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. He but, was getting uh, during this match too, wasn't he? I mean, there was a lot of no. Yeah, no. He was more. He was more in, I noticed that he was more protective. When he when he yeah. when he hit Evilise, he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Yeah, it was it was the point of Evilise in the fucking face. Yeah, it was interesting that that Son of Havoc and Helico both reacted seemed to react differently whenever they would. Knock down or take out Evilise. I think it was. I think it was from a point of view though of like, well, we built this team, you know, and we finally. Mm. I think Son of Havoc said it backstage in the promo thing, like we've finally gotten on the same page, you know, and you know we don't want to, you know, and then they've still kind of built Evilise as you know in 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 season one a lot, building her as kind of a bit of a hothead in a sense, in that Mm. she you know is you know doesn't get along with most people. So I think that's another part that kind of played into it. Um, other side note with this match, I really have missed seeing Angelico wrestle. Mm-hmm. I freaking love Angelico. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I miss seeing Ivelisse in the ring too because like the the season one closed, she had a broken leg. Like yeah. she she was on crutches, she couldn't wrestle 
the final trios match. She couldn't. Re- there were a few matches where Ivelisse was just out of action, mm-hmm. but because she was a trios champion, they kind of had to make it work. But it was really great seeing her back, and she fucking won the match. Yeah, with a Magistral Cradle, which was awesome. Like she, she outsmarted, outsmarted them. Mm-hmm. All yeah. three, which, or all two of them. Which led to the the best facial expression of the show, which was joy, joy, joy. Oh fuck, what the hell? I'm right? wrestling. I'm <laughs> wrestling with the personification of death. I won. Uh. Yeah, that's a bummer. And then Mil Muertes like tosses off the cape, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Before and he went down. He steps down from his showcom platform. Yeah. And, um, Where were his feathers? Mill. He, he didn't have his feathers this week. I, I think that's because I think that's because feathers tickle. And if you're gonna okay. be sitting, if you're gonna be sitting on a giant showcom throne, you don't want to be possibly tickled during a match. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, so um, this led right into the main event. Um, Mill came down from his ivory tower, or what did they call it? The um. Oh, oh God! Well, they had a special name for it, the Tower of Olympus, or something along those lines. Yeah, some, something around that. I, I I will watch it again, and again, and I will figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, they had Milcom down, and right as the match is getting ready to start, the Disciples of Death, the Electric Skeleton Ninjas themselves, <laughs> showed up and beat the shit out of Havoc and uh, and Helico to make it a fair. One on one match. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me just say, I love how they walk like skeletons. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so cool. All right, and uh, so we had the match, and Evelise uh, gave it her all. She was she was running around. She was trying to use her speed. Uh, she caught Mill off guard a couple times when she hit. There were a couple really great false finishes, and until like Mill eventually did get the win. And we'll talk about the aftermath after we discuss the match. But uh, all right, uh, Bobby, what did you think of the match? I thought it was really good. Um, it, I think it, it, like going into it, you, you don't think like this just mountain of a luchador versus little Evilise. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't think Evilise has a chance, but like they they made you believe that she had a chance because like she did in the other match, she used like her, her smarts and she like out outsmarted him a lot of the time. You know, but it made it didn't make Mil Mortez look bad either. No, so, no, I mean, it didn't it because good. he he definitely did put the exclamation yeah. point on the match. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Garza, what did you think of the main event? Uh, I mean, the the match itself was just a typical big guy versus little guy story. Uh, like even the wrestling wasn't like out of this world, but they they told like a beautiful story. Like mm-hmm. if you connect both matches, and it, it's a beautiful story. That that uh near fall where uh Marta Spears Katrina and she gets like a quick roll up and I was shit, oh. they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it and then oh kick out fuck. Okay, alright, I'm, I'm taking off I'm taking off guided uh camera switching here. Who out of you thought, Oh my god, they're gonna give the belt to Evelise at that moment? Because I know I did. Yeah. Definitely I hear. Yeah, well, yeah. Also also the eighty people I was watching it with. That was the biggest pop of the night. <laughs> they really thought she almost got it. Like, it was amazing. Um, yeah, again, like, going back to it, it's, like, the biggest, you know, the I, they really made you believe it as much as, you know, someone the size of Ivelisse compared to somebody, not only the size of Mil Muertes, but with the aura, you know, the aura of Mil Muertes being the personification of death. 
you know, they really, you know, did a great job of, of, of you know, giving them both something uh, out of this. And um, uh, Mike will attest to this as being, and Antonio as well, uh, for being the ones that watch Impact. It wasn't too long ago that we were seeing Intergender Wrestling on TNA and them billing it as, like, an important thing and us saying how they were copping out on it. Um, this wasn't a cop-out. This was amazing to see. And it's just great because, like, there were a lot of men in the building where I was at that were cheering for Ivalice and getting behind her and wanting to see her win. There was also, I know, right, like, not too far away from me, there were a few women who were watching who I don't believe were necessarily either Lucha Underground or wrestling fans because a lot of people in the building have, like, merch on and stuff like that, and, like, like they weren't necessarily there. Maybe they were just there because, you know, cause it was, like, it was a bar in downtown Austin, so people usually, you know, and all that stuff. But they were into it. They were so into it, and they really wanted to see Evil East win. And that's, I think, a great testament to the story they told. All right, uh, Matt, what do you think about the main event? Um, just all credit to uh, Matt Stryker for just hammering home the uh, credentials of Eva Lee's, like, early in the match, and like, hey, look, she trained in judo, she trained in MMA, she knows all this stuff, and then the moves come into play during the match. Um, and, uh, yeah, hey, what can you say? Um, big man versus little man, it works! It's wrestling! It always works! So And, and the commentary team... The commentary team, you know, we've in some like well, I think a lot of the earlier episodes of season when we kind of critique them a bit, they never went the sexist route, at least from what I remember. Yeah, no, they used. To, there were times uh, last season where it would drip over into that, and um, Vampiro especially would call Evilise a bitch a lot. Well, he would call her the baddest bitch, and it's no, like, but he he would just call, he would also he, just call yeah. her a bitch a lot. Yeah. But um, I I think. Uh, w- Side note on the commentary team, we didn't mention it before. When they go from the scene in the beginning of the show, from Vampiro leaving the psychiatric ward to the two shot of the announcers, Vampiro's like this. He was so happy. The happy pills were working, Mike. He was so happy to be out of that place. <laughs> what about the line where Stryker says something about? Striker has a line about salt and sugar. Yeah, that. And then that, that was amazing. Like, You're sweet as sugar, or something like that. And then Striker has. No- I, I was gonna say, like Striker had some really good li- lines, like during uh, th- throughout the whole episode. Well, yeah, well, I, I, I like those. But yeah, v- Vampiro was playing. Um. Extremely happy. I can't think of a better yeah, term yeah. for it. He was more than happy. What the um, were working. Dare, dare I say he was orgasmic? Yeah. <laughs> at one point, he did look at him and say, "I love you, Matt." Yeah. <laughs> he was way too happy, and it was perfect. I, I'm telling you, he's gonna he's gonna skip a, he's gonna skip a dose, and it's gonna yep. be fantastic. <laughs> it, it wasn't just him. Like, I guess just non faith you could see that striker, uh, Melissa Santos was fucking hyped to be there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a, yeah. You, just, you could just tell that everyone in there, like, like I also remember when Evil East came out. Like you can tell in their in their face that they're so fucking happy that they're they're here <laughs> and that this is going on. Yeah, and, and going back to Empiro, sorry, going back to Empiro, uh, just everything you you listen now, consider that's a psychopathic murderer. So everything he says, he could be thinking something else. Mm, yeah. 
that, that's right. been established in the opening scene of this season. Well, no matter how happy Vampiro is being and how nice, and no matter how many nice things Vampiro is saying, there's a chance he's thinking about biting you in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, as we said, Muerte's got the win, but um, he wasn't satisfied with that, and he wanted to take down Eva Lee permanently. And now we're at the end of the show. And, I mean, Havoc and, and Helico are already taken care of. But the fallen son, Prince Puma, returns. And he, Cena. He <laughs> <Juan> Cena returns <laughs> to the temple. No, I'm kidding. Prince I Puma. like Puma. Prince Puma returns to the temple, and he saves Ivelisse. And you think that's going to be the end of it. Because that's a great <laughs> Because well, that's a great well, saves, ending. Saves saves Ivelisse in the most intelligent way possible. Like, just gets his kick in mm-hmm. on Bill Martes, grabs Ivelisse, gets the f out of the ring, and they are piecing out faster than Mill can even turn around. <laughs> and, like, and, and, and that's a good rescue. That's a and, solid rescue. And, and, a plus. And, as I was watching with in 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 the uh, at the premiere party, like the crowd was pumped for it. There was there was like. Really loud Puma chants. Uh, I also love people chanting at a television screen. Like that's that's a sign of like things are really good. Um, <laughs> uh, and yes, Matt, and Matt, then I, suddenly I also have that. My, my... Pentagon. Yep. Pentagon and, shows up right behind Mil Muertes. And and then I heard, and then I heard the what what can only be possible. Is, Possibly described as the sound of eighty people shitting their pants around you. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you saying Pentagon Junior is responsible for the brown note? Yes, there's, things hey. got a very, very interesting in downtown Austin. Let's all, let's just say hey, that. Hey, Ava, did it sound like an in sync concert where you were when Pentagon Junior came out? <laughs> it, got, it got kind of crazy. <laughs> Well, uh, Pentagon sure made sure that uh, Mil Muertes' arm said bye, 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 because... Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. No, no. Hey, hey, Matt was the one who brought up NSYNC. I had to, I had to transition God. somehow. Yeah, I should have gone for the back street line. All right, never mind. Hey, he can't do the bye, bye, bye anymore. His arm... Because hey, Pentagon hey, maybe... broke the arm of Mil Muertes. No, it was, like... a, dirty, it was a dirty pop. Stop oh. it. <laughs> Bobby! Bobby! Points! Uh, okay, okay. Night, okay, instinct references aside. Yeah. Holy crap, Pentagon <laughs> broke Muertes' arm. On yeah. the first night. Oh, my goodness. Like, I'm where, like why? How? He gets him down, and he's like, he's like getting ready to tie him up, and I'm like, Something's, something's gonna happen. Out. Somebody's yeah. not. They're not gonna let this happen. Like the, like the lights are gonna happen. go out or something. But I don't know what the hell was gonna happen. Poof. You know, I don't know what the hell was gonna. Drago. Poof. You know, I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Arrows are just laying. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what's gonna happen? Um. I, I didn't. I was waiting for them to back out of it. They didn't. They just did it. I, I guess what what Mill's gonna sit up in his throne in a sling for. The next yeah. few weeks. Well, also like because the best healer. Well, I think that's the closest thing is like he the, he wounded him. Like mm-hmm. like no one's ever really done that. And like the I love this just shot of like Mill being on the outside like clutching his arm and like pushing the camera out of the way because he's the like, camera guy. Yeah, yeah. the camera. That was awesome. God, you love so, that part. Yeah, because he's like freaking out in the sense that somebody legitimately broke his arm. Like that's amazing. Like, and and Pentagon. Pentagon looks like a threat, and now you have so many people coming after Mill. You have him, you have Puma, you have 
you know, King Cuerno, you have Phoenix. Uh, like, basically, I everybody who wrestled is- on this show is a title contender. Comes out of this looking like a title. Well, I, I and I know I, I kind of know what you're gonna say about it, but like yeah. in the sense that in theory he can contend for that title. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I mean eventually you have to believe that, knowing that he has like a, a close grasp of the gold. Mm. You know, it's going to change him. Yeah. He's, got, yeah. he's got the easiest path to it, especially now that uh, Mill's hurt. Yeah, and, and Mill, being hurt, he... Mill being hurt, Cuerno's almost stupid, especially since mm. Cuerno is a hunter. Exactly. Yeah. Cuerno smells blood. Yep. Like, he smells blood in the water. Like, if Cuerno doesn't jump at the opportunity, at least on some level, it's, it's kind of messed up. Like, Katrina yeah. would have had to promise him something severe. For Quirino not to jump on this. Don't like him. But, but, yeah. <laughs> Katrina could just do what she did to Phoenix. Yeah. She could just throw roadblocks in front of Quirino until he can't, until he can't get the mill. I don't think there's a 30-day title defense rule in Lucha Underground. He could probably sit around for as long as he wants. So I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, he's wounded. You know, okay, if someone can get a match with him, they probably have a good shot. Now, how do you get a match with him? We've established already that's pretty t- freaking hard right now because Katrina is going to make things nearly impossible. Also keep in mind if we, uh, going back to season one when Dario uh, introduced the Gift of the God title, this isn't a Money in the Bank scenario when you can no. cash it in mid-match. He has, you have to inform them that you are getting this title opportunity because they have to promote it. Yeah, yeah. Katrina, yeah Katrina said that in the beginning segment because Phoenix came in right away and he said he wanted Mill for the first show. Yeah. And she said well I'll give you Mill next week if you survive this week. Yeah. yeah, don't you have to like defend it before you can cash it in? No, no, you don't have no, to no, defend no. it. Okay. You okay. just have to give you have to give the promoter a chance to plug okay. the title match for the week. Yeah, you can't you can't you know uh, cash it in uh, like yeah that yeah. night that night or whatever. I got you. Okay, so um, as, as, as with always. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Um, wow, how long? 375 miles away? Yeah, 375 away from the temple. Yeah. Has anyone gotten a map and done, like, the... The, <laughs> the raid? No. Area 51. <laughs> no, no, but I will That's get awesome. on that immediately. That I, 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 will, I, will get, I will get into the uh, Apple iMaps, because the Lucha Underground Temple is on there, and I will look for something that's 375 miles away. Good idea. Um, We're going to work on that. Yeah. So, um... Wait, that's probably like a massive fuck yeah. <laughs> Garza! Garza! I'm putting no, the no. camera on you because we want to... If you hear of an underground fighting ring... Don't go there. Do not go there! <laughs> I don't care if a pretty lady is there. Do not pay your $20. Do yeah. not pay your $20! <laughs> that's I got $19. Can I get in? <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Like, yeah, sure, I guess. Garza, has there been a uh, has there been a, a black Dodge Ram pickup truck with a large trailer parked outside your uh, home for more than maybe, maybe yeah, the past six months or so? It's been abandoned there for six months now. <laughs> I I really low jacked. I really hope on that trailer there's a sticker that says if this trailer's a rockin', please come a knockin'. <laughs> but um, so we're shown uh three uh. Three generic white dudes. <laughs> to, to which someone in the crowd I was watching with said, who the hell are those guys? <laughs> like, really loudly. I was, trying to, I was trying to figure it out, honestly, because I, I thought they were, like, 
independent wrestlers or new guys <laughs> from underground or I don't know. Maybe they're in the comic. Who knows? We but, love um, violence. But they showed up, and Black Lotus was there to greet them at this uh, big warehouse. And these these guys were like, hey, uh, we thought we heard something about an underground fight club called The Temple. And um, she said, follow me. She took them to Dario Cueto. Dario was there, and he said, hey, uh, yeah, you can go in. It's 20 bucks. So they each paid their money, and he's like, hold on. You can't just go in. I have to get the key. And for those of you who don't know... The key was something that perplexed us all of season one. Yep. And sounds like it will continue to perplex us for season two because that key unlocks the cage of Matanza, uh, Dario's baby brother, who likes to eat people. Mm-hmm. And Dario led these three guys inside, and all you heard was mass screaming. And we're already past the death count of season one. Yeah, uh, and and I've, I was so inspired, Mike. I've I've started a <laughs> underground body count for this nice. season. We've, we've already, <laughs> yes. we've, we've hashtag, already tra- hashtag can we L-U-S-2 count two body count, and I'll be uh, keep track of. Uh, I was gonna say we already. Uh, we, we've I think we get a shorter hashtag. We already count the doctor as half. That's a pretty good hashtag. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Zap. I was gonna say we have, we've already tripled season one <laughs> in like one episode. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, so before we uh, kind of close our thoughts, did anyone have a chance to read the Lucha Underground comic? No. I did not get a chance to. It looks amazing. I breezed through it. I started it, but I I kind of saw things that felt spoilery, so I stopped. Okay, um, I I won't get into it if you guys don't want me to. I read it. It was fantastic. Um, it's a free comic. Uh, you can get the link through uh, the With Spandex site. Just uh, go to With Spandex, look, on, uh, look for the tag Lucha Underground. There's a comic there. It shows um, some of why Rey Mysterio is joining Lucha Underground, and that's not a spoiler because he was in the goddamn trailer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it gives a little backstory as to why Rey Mysterio is there. And holy shit, it looks really, really good, and I'm very excited about it. Um, so, final thoughts. Uh, we'll we'll go with uh, Garza. Final thoughts. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, it, it's just a great show, a, a great way to to bring us back to this uh, lucha on uh, universe. Uh, we got to see like pretty much all our our favorite guys. That we have a super villain, we have like the greatest hero in Prince Puma, but we also have like the anti-hero now in Benjamin Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said before, everyone felt really happy to be there. Uh, you could tell the fans, the the wrestlers, Melissa Santos, from Hero, Striker, everyone was so happy that this is going on. So I don't know. I think we're all believers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garza. I, this may seem like a formality. Where do you rank Lucha Underground this week? Uh, <laughs> S, S rank. I, I don't even know. S rank. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, Bobby, final thoughts on Lucha Underground. Excited. Um, I, I actually had a free trial of Sling for this week to watch it. Um, the seven days are up Saturday. Um, I watched the entire the entire marathon almost. Oh my god! Um, and I watched. Uh, I just went back like 
and watched like the uh, season one episodes. Um, my how, my how my was the sling viewing experience? Spotty at times. Uh-huh. Um, but my 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 subscription's up. But I'm gonna sign up for another thirty day subscription because I saw on the app that it was offering thirty days instead of seven days. But that's beside the point. I'm excited. I'm actually gonna get to see Lucha Underground regularly this season. Um. And I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm, I'm like, super pumped. Excellent. Uh, where, where would you rank Lucha Underground this week of the shows that you were able to watch? First. Excellent. All right. Uh, Eamon, final thoughts on Lucha Underground? Uh, spectacular. Really great way to start off the season. Uh, I, I, I also really love that, um, and I think Chris mentioned it when we were talking with him. The, I love that most of the stuff we saw in the first season was amazing. However, it was all pretty much, for the most part, contained within the, the temple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that, we're, and assumedly more now, we're doing more stuff out of the temple. We've almost created sort of a, like a, almost a map in a sense, like a visual kind of a map in a sense, because I, I, I can only assume, you know, Dario's off, you know, you know feeding people to his, his brother, <laughs> you know, some you know, amount of miles away from the temple. I like the idea of him working his way back towards the temple. And trying to take back what Katrina's taken from him, um, I, I really am excited for this season. Uh, it was amazing getting to watch it with other people. Uh, uh, I there was something so special about getting to watch and pop and sort of, you know, get into it with like a mass amount of people. Um, I, I feel like Lucha Underground, as much as it is a TV show and people can watch it like a TV show, you can also like watch it like a wrestling show in the sense that. You can watch it as a community, and I think that's very cool. Um, I would even think of do- if it wasn't for like our time zone stuff and like the delays, you know, issues sometimes with you know watching things together, like that we would think of doing, you know, a watch party or something like that for for Lucha because it's such a cool thing to sort of watch and, and react with others. Um, I, I I loved it. I really am excited. Uh, uh, I, I think. And going to Tonio's point, I completely agree. It seems like everyone is so excited to be there. And and that's so refreshing <laughs> sometimes in wrestling. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, and uh, Eamon, where, where would you rank Lucha this week? Oh, it's number one. It's, yes. God. It's going to... The streak is back, I have a feeling, of, of <laughs> Lucha being number one. Yeah. All right, uh, Matt, final thoughts on Lucha. I just wanted to ask Eamon a quick question before I get to my final thoughts. How many people do you think you need to have in a room watching wrestling on TV to the point where they will start to chant wrestling chants at the television? Like, at what point do you think that happens? That's like 25? Is it 50? Ooh, I would say need... probably... Well, depending like, on... Like, like, like I'm at, if I'm having a pay-per-view party uh-huh. here, uh, here at Castle Carlin's, and we'll have maybe... On a, on a good week, we would have like maybe 10 maybe a little more, no one would chant. No one's going to oh, chant yeah. at the television. All right? So I'm wondering, like, when this when this phenomenon begins to happen. Well, one, I, th- one, I think the, it just depends on the product as well. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I would say 10 to 15, honestly. It depends on the people. If they're more reserved kind of people, then, then probably not. But if they're people that are like us, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that would, you know, that would do it. Obviously, I, I think it may depend on the venue too, because Amy did watch this in a bar. 
That's true. That could also play a role into that. There were drinks involved. <laughs> there were drinks. And there Alcohol were will make you chant anything, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's kind some... of funny. I've heard people chant anything. I've heard that actually. That's really <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Here. Um, here's the basic deal. All right. We have to all do our part to support Lucha Underground. We got to keep this big thing running. We got to pump some cash into this machine to keep yep. it alive. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, so I think one way we can all support Lucha Underground. Um, I think we all need to go to AutoZone because there was AutoZone <laughs> all over this show. Just from what I saw on the on, on where where I was watching it. Um, so go get yourself some wiper blades. Go get an air filter for your car or something like a little little air freshener. Tell them tell them King Corno sent you. And, <laughs> and, and let and, and, and let's help AutoZone since they're helping Lucha Underground. What, what, what was it? It, was oh, Auto, um, it was AutoZone and wasn't there another one? Or am I mistaken? I couldn't think of that. I know Johnny Mundo had like a training montage yeah. sponsored by AutoZone. And I'm like, hell yeah. Just <laughs> a video of just a video of him doing parkour over car parts. I know. Just flipping, you know, with a blue sky behind him. That that's him. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> um, Matt. Yeah, they're they're selling shorts. They're selling hats. They're awesome. Go get your swag. You got. We got to do our part. That this is. You can't just. It's not enough just to watch and talk about it. You got to be active if you really, really want Lucha Underground to be all it can be. Matt, where where would you rank Lucha this week of the shows that you got to see? It's somewhere above infinity. <laughs> <laughs> it's so far away from anything else. Okay. It's out there I don't, even, I don't I, I, and I'm not dissing the other wrestling shows. Even you know what? I caught a little bit of impact this week. I thought it was all right. I'm kind of enjoying impact. Usually after two or three months off, if I watch impact, I kinda of like it. Mm. But, but I mean what are we supposed to do? We are, and and you know what? There's no shame in this. We are the preeminent Lucha Underground fanboys on the internet. <laughs> Nobody loves Lucha Underground more than we do. That's a fact. We will never talk ill of this. We will defend it online. <laughs> I get angry when I hear people talk about, start start kvetching about things they don't like about yeah. Lucha Underground because they don't like um, the, the presentation or they start to get mad because the girls are fighting the guys and I'm like, you just don't understand. You <laughs> just don't understand. I, I'm with Matt. Like, There's times where it's like I read stuff and it's like I'll read stuff about any other wrestling product and it's like, okay, you have a different opinion than me. If it's the same thing being said about Lucha Underground, I'm like, I fucking hate you. You, are, <laughs> you do not deserve to be watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah, <I'm not. laughs> I know. It's like, don't you get? Don't you under? Aren't you? Why are you not seeing the same thing that I'm seeing whenever I watch this show? I just don't understand. Matt, but now that it's back, I guess we're gonna have to live with it again. Basically, Matt, people who don't enjoy Lucha Underground do not have joy in their lives. They don't. No. they don't. It, it's like it's like hating Bailey. Garza. Yeah, I went there. Uh, no, but uh, my my final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing show, uh, just fantastic, top to bottom. Great storytelling, uh, logic story, logical storyline progressions. It's a huge thing for me. Just phenomenal wrestling, phenomenal talent. Number one with a bullet or with a giant cage eating monster, however you want to view it. Um, all right. So in closing, Garza, where yeah. can the good people of the internet find you? Uh, this week you will not be able to find it because uh, the doctor said this erection will not go off. 
so I'm going to stay here. <laughs> if it lasts but, more than four hours, call more ladies. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Good job, uh, Bobby. For that, that is, Bobby, that is, Bobby, was that a Ron Funches joke? No, that was not. That was uh, from um, the ladies' man. Ah, uh, okay. Now that, uh, that movie. It, it sounded. I, I, I it, that was from Walk Hard. That was okay, from Walk Hard. It, it sounded yeah. like you were doing a Ron Funches impression was, for a second, <laughs> and it perfectly fit. It, it was from. It was from Walk Hard. Okay. Well, all right, Garza. Even though they may not be able to find you and your erection personally, where can they find you on the internet? Because your erection is not there, as far as I know. Okay. Well, you can go to DW Revolution on Twitter. You can go to DWrestlingRevolution.com to read my my full extensive review of this show. And actually, now that you mention it, if you're a lady, you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is approximately nice. 375 miles from the temple. <laughs> <laughs> just, just follow the the shock, the shock, uh, little skulls and the temple. <laughs> All right, Bobby, where can the good people of the internet find you? They can find me at Bobby F J Town, and starting next week, boss battle will be back. Dun, dun, dun! With a different format, but we'll be back. Excellent. So. All right, Eamon, where can the good people find you? They can find me uh, in a Lucha Underground uh, K-hole. Uh, <laughs> uh, but they can also find me on Twitter at uh, uh, Amen 2 please and they can also find Inspire Pro Wrestling at Inspire Pro Res. All right, Matt Carlin's where can the people find you? You can find me at Stage AE in Pittsburgh on oh, Friday night at the <laughs> NXT show. I may be wearing either my smoking Hot Vintage Nexus T-shirt or wow. my obnoxiously red King Barrett T-shirt that I got from uh, Sorg for Christmas. Um, if you like to read words, um, you can follow me on the Twitter at MainstreamMet with one T, or go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com to read my enormous quantity of content that I create for our Lord and Savior, Sorgatron. I do his bidding. He is my hero. Uh, also, because uh, you mentioned that point, I also mentioned, uh, if you want to follow me and you also have tickets to NXT TakeOver in Dallas and you don't <laughs> mind giving them up, Fat chance please, basically, please follow me. Basically, follow me, please. You don't want to know what Eamon will do for TakeOver Dallas. <laughs> He won't hint, just hint, hint, give you more hint. than $20 for it, that's for sure. Hint, <laughs> hint he learned it from Katrina. Hashtag business banks. The banks. That's what yeah. I'll just show you his lovely banks. <laughs> Hashtag banks for business. Um, and you can find me at Mad Mike for you. Hashtag bank statement. Oh, no, no. We're Money not... in the banks. <laughs> Uh, we can have a different one every week. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. All right. You can find me at MadMike483 on the Twitter machine. I'm also going to be doing the Total Divas wrap-up tomorrow night with Matt's wife, Jen Collins. And, yes, you will get to see her lower third on the screen. Whoa! Kidding. Robert! Kidding. The Whoa. lower, like this, this, the lower third. Yeah, yeah, that's what you were that, That's a technical term. Technical <laughs> that's the same thing I pointed when I was talking about my erection, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not pointing to an erection. I'm pointing to the, the the lower third on the screen here. It's actually a relationship podcast that also talks about total defense. 
<laughs> this is this is completely accurate. But yes, uh, we we will have lots of discussion, I'm sure. Uh, but also, if you're a fan of Lucha Underground, you're just finding this for the first time. You should go to WrestlingMamShow.com and listen to last week's show, where we had co-executive producer Chris DeJoseph on, and boy, oh boy, did he not adequately prepare us enough for Lucha Underground, because holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so follow us, go to MayhemShow.com, follow us at Mayhem Show. we have tons more Lucha stuff on there, and uh, if you like what you hear about Lucha, you might hear what we like, what we say about other wrestling promotions, such as the other two podcasts we have to record tonight on the Midweek War! Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.